Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Didn't Ask podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jaimon, and today I will be diving back into the world of Reddit to see what the people asked Reddit and didn't ask me. How's everybody doing? I hope everybody has had a good day, had a good week, because it's been a while since I've spoken to you. I myself had a little bit of an iffy weekend, but one of the questions is about that actually. So I'm not really going to talk about that right now, but we'll get back into that later when that question arises. For now, please subscribe to this podcast if you have not already done that. Also, did you know that this show is on YouTube where you of course can subscribe as well. So please do that if you want to. If you have a question to ask on this podcast, please go to anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. And there you can ask your question and I will be able to answer that in the next or future episode. For now, I think that's going to be it. Let's jump into the first question of today. And this one was asked by user Granger Rangers. And they ask, should sex workers be regarded, respected the same as any other job? Why or why not? And the thing is, of course they should be. Especially here in the Netherlands where I live, where sex workers are, they're, they're legal, they have their own place, they, they hold to certain rules, they have to pay taxes, you name it. They have to do it all. So... In my opinion, yeah, why the fuck should we not respect them or be have them be regarded as normal workers? Because they do work, nine, some 9 to 5, some other times, but, you know, they do work. They have families themselves, some of them. They, like I said, especially here, have to abide by certain rules. And those rules are very strict because it has to do with, of course, health and safety of their customers. So there are, is a lot of things that go into their work and more than people actually think because people think that, oh, they're just prostitutes so, or yeah, sex workers are prostitutes. So people just come in, have a bang and bounce out. But that's not really the case because they make sure that everything is clean. They make sure that, you know, people feel safe, that they feel secure, that they know what's going on. Again, like I said, they have to pay taxes too. So in my opinion, I don't see a reason why you should disrespect them or disregard them in any way. Because they are, first of all, they're people. So you should treat everybody with respect. And they haven't done anything to be disrespectful of. So in that way, I don't really see why you would disrespect them or disregard them in any way i would also say again they pay taxes so treat them normally they do their best some people really love doing their job because they feel like they have a healing ability a more therapeutic side to their job which is a very interesting take to think about but for me yeah i would say they are sex workers, but that means that they're still workers. They try their best to make ends meet. And for some people, that means that they're doing a nine to five in an office. And for some people, that means having sex with their customers. And that's how it goes. But that doesn't mean that you should treat them any differently. 
than any other person. So user Grangorangers, should sex workers be regarded, respected the same as any other job, why or why not? Yes, of course they should be because they hopefully made the decision themselves to do this job, which sometimes is even more than other people can say about their job. They work their asses off, they pay their taxes. So in my opinion, you should not treat them any differently than any other person doing their job. Thanks for your question. Moving on to the second question of today. And this one was asked by user Magic Dulcie. And they ask, what song has a beautiful sound, but a disturbing meaning? And when I saw this question, I immediately thought about the song by Sean Kingston, Beautiful Girl. Because he goes, you ain't too beautiful, girl. But then it goes like, oh yeah, that's why we will never work. And if you say no, I'm going to commit suicide. You have me suicidal, yada, yada, yada. And when I was a kid and I heard this song on the radio, I was like, oh, that's a, it's a good song. You beautiful girl, beautiful girl. You know what I mean? I was singing with the song. I was dancing with the song but then when i realized what the song actually was about i was just like wait this is weird why the fuck would you sing something like this so talking about suicide and i believe the song was actually banned in certain countries because it was talking about committing suicide over a girl and i believe maybe even the suicide rates went up because of this song so for me, this is one of those songs that I was just like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. So maybe that's not a real nice way to look at things. But the song itself is fucking good. It's a great tune. It has dance vibes, like I said. And the, the, like the, the, the melody of the song is also really good. Now, I'm going to look quickly through the comments of this post because... Maybe somebody else has an interesting somebody else has an interesting take of a song that I know. So somebody is pointing out that the Macarena is about cheating, which I didn't know. That's an interesting uh that's an interesting take. I did not know that. That's funny. I will look into that later on on my own time. Because that seems like a very interesting fact that nobody um, has ever told me. I can't really uh, really find anything that's very interesting in the comment sections, at least that really found, that I find interesting. So going back to the question asked by user Magic Dalsy, what song has a beautiful sound but a disturbing meaning? And I would have to say Sean Kingston, Beautiful Girl, because he's talking about committing suicide if the girl doesn't want to be with him and that's a very disturbing message thank you for your question moving on to the third question of today and this one was asked by user maleficent underscore evening 58 and they ask if somebody were to kill you what would be your last words if you wanted to really mess with their head and this is a fun interesting question to think about because you want to really fuck with somebody, but also, you know, you're going to die. So you need to have something that's a good, quippy one-liner that will get you in their head, but also 
keep them guessing from when it's going to happen. So my first instinct was, I'll see you tonight, but then say it in very, you know, very kind of seductive type way where you go, see you tonight. But thinking about it further, that might not really be the good one. I am seeing the first comment on this question and it is really good. So Rob underscore down underscore R said, he said this would happen, which is such a good answer to this question because it makes him a thing that makes your killer think like, oh my God, who is he? And how does he know? And it, it really does mess with people's heads. So I feel like that's an interesting one. And I really like that one. Somebody here has also have a good answer and his or their name is delete delete user exe says i would sing them happy birthday so i would be top of mind anytime they hear that song again and that's also really fucking genius because of course happy birthday is a song that every birthday has has it it just gets sung at every birthday even for me knowing that it's English, but even at Dutch birthday parties, people still sing happy birthday. So just singing happy birthday to the person that kills you will actually really mess with their heads. So I really like the way you're thinking, the lead user EXE. That's a good answer. So I would say those are really good answer and way better than my initial answer to... Maleficent underscore evening 58's question. If somebody were going to kill you, what would be your last words if you really wanted to mess with their head? And my answer would be, I'll see you tonight or I'll see you soon. Something in that vein. But user rub underscore down underscore R has a better one and said, he said this would happen, which I really like because it's very much a Matrix style God's plan fold into this whole story but then user delete user exe also has a good one and he says i would sing them happy birthday so i would be the top of mind anytime they hear that song again fantastic answer to a very fun question thank you all of you guys and our girls or people ah. moving on to the next question of today and this one was asked by user WeDave123. And they ask, COVID vaccinated Redditors, what was your experience? How were the side effects if there were any? And this one comes back to the beginning of this podcast. Like I said at the beginning, I had a pretty iffy weekend because I had to get my COVID shot. So last month in early july i got my first pfizer shot and for that actually everything went pretty fine i had a little bit of a sore arm but that has to be expected because you get stabbed with a needle so in the grand scheme of things everything was fine i like i said i, have a, I had the sore arm for maybe two days maybe three something around that time but like it wasn't that bad the Basically, the second day was the worst, so I got it on a 
don't even know what day I got it. Let's say I got it on a Wednesday. And then the Thursday after I had a sore arm where I barely could lift my hand over my head. But other than that, it wasn't that bad. And it the sore arm quickly basically vanished. But past weekend, I got my second shot. And the second shot hit me way harder than the first one did. So... It started, I got my uh, vaccine shot on Saturday. So Saturday I was totally fine because that's, of course, it basically hasn't had time to work yet. So I was totally fine Saturday. Sunday I woke up and my arm was really sore. I could barely use it. I could not lift it shoulder height. It was absolutely terrible. And I had a major headache like absolutely abnormal and way worse than I would normally get. So that was kind of concerning. And overall, I had just basically pain over my whole body, which also really, really hurt me and was very annoying because I felt like I was basically dying. I had pain in my knees, my joints, my arms, you name it, I had pain. And that combined with the the headaches that I was getting, it was just not a fun time Sunday. Luckily, Monday things started clearing up a little bit and I was feeling a lot better. So I'm going to hope that things stay this way because right now I'm feeling fine. Still a little bit, you know, weak, I would say, but not something major. My arm is still a little sore, but I can still luckily have like full movement of it so i can lift it and do whatever the fuck but it's still a bit yeah it's a bit sore when you touch it but overall things are looking up and i feel like hopefully this was the worst of it for me so that means that i got two pfizer shots so we fully vaxxed in about a week and a half i would say then i can get my official vaccination yeah, we have QR codes here, so you get a special QR code that if you go to an event, you can show like, hey, I'm fully vaccinated and they let you in. No problem, no questions asked. So user WeDave123, COVID vaccinated Redditors, what was your experience? How were the side effects, if there were any? For me, the experience was pretty good. I didn't even th- touch on that. Experience here is very good. We had a like we have right now but it's gonna go soon because a lot of people got vaccinated luckily but we had i'm gonna call it the vaccination factory basically here which they transformed a like a sport complex to a vaccination station so things go very quickly people get in get out the first one it was kind of busy at the time i was there second time It was very chill. I got in and within five minutes I had my shot in my arm and was waiting the 15 minutes that you have to wait to leave so that they can see if you have any weird side effects. So that was all good. Then, like I said, first shot, no real side effects, only a little bit of a sore arm. Second time I had more major side effects, but still luckily on the light side with headaches and 
a really sore arm and just basically pains over my whole body. But in the grand scheme of things, could have been way worse. So thank the heavens for that. And thank you, WeDave123, for your question. And now, moving on to the final question of today. This one was asked by user PixelPusher15. And they ask, what did you regularly eat as a kid that you wouldn't touch now? So, as a kid, I was a big fan of fish and most notably kibbling, which I tried to look up the definition of it. And it seems that it's basically a Dutch thing, which is very interesting, but it's basically like a fried fish, but more, it's, it's a white fish and it is basically more similar to like chicken tenders type things, you know, that you get at KFC, something like that. But then it's fried fish. So it, they're not fish sticks, but more like a, more like a fluffy type fish. I don't know, whatever. Look it up. It's called kibbling. So it's K-I-B-B-E-L-I-N-G. That's what it's called. It's a Dutch snack, apparently. And again, it's more like a chicken tender type fish meal. But so I used to eat that. It's made out of white fish. And I really liked it as a kid for some sort of reason. I don't know. But right now I wouldn't touch fish with a 10 foot pole. I hate fish. I hate the smell of it. I basically throw up when seeing it, smelling it, anything. So I'm not going to eat that shit anymore. Similar to that, I used to eat a lot of pork when I was a kid. But right now I try to not eat pork at all. It's one of those things where the pork industry in the Netherlands has been very bad for a, for a long while. And there are multiple reports coming forward that say that slaughterhouses where pigs are being held and transported to are very much below the reasonable you know safety and health limits of the the animals and yeah so with that i was just like well it's maybe time for me to just stop eating that and you know i didn't really like pork to begin with that much anyways there are some pork meals that i really did like so i uh, like a shawarma it's really good but now i just eat chicken shawarma and that basically is very similar in many ways i also really like to eat schnitzels which right now i also really don't eat or i eat chicken versions of that too so i feel like we we got things you know we got things in control also, it's really nice that the vegan market is also growing and therefore I can have schnitzels that are completely made out of plant-based products and plant-based proteins and stuff like that. So that's really nice so I can still have the pleasure of eating schnitzels but not have the horrible feeling that I have to, you know, use a death pig to eat. So... User Pixel Pusher 15, what did you regularly eat as a kid that you wouldn't touch now? I would say it's kibbling. Like I said, it's a fried fish dish that we have here in the Netherlands. 
I really liked it as a kid, but wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole now. And the second thing would be pork in all types of versions, from snitchels to just pork as a whole. I just don't eat pork anymore. Or at least I try to eat as little pork as possible. Thank you for your question. And now, moving on to the final question of today. And if you know, you know. This one comes, of course, from the MID Asshole subreddit. And this one comes from user throwaway underscore 872021. And they ask, am I the asshole for defending my daughter's religious choices? I I understand religion can be a touchy subject sometimes, so I'll try to treat this carefully. My daughter, Jessica, 22 female, dropped the bombshell that she was going to be an atheist and did not wish to attend church services anymore unless necessary, weddings, funerals, etc. As her mother, I initially was shocked and rather hurt because I raised her as a Catholic, but we had a lengthy discussion and worked through the adjustment together. Since then, Jessica has been happy with her new arrangement, as am I. After finishing a quarter of summer school and with more free time on her hands, Jessica decided to drive up to visit her grandparents and planned to stay there for the rest of the summer before the school year started again. But not even one week into her stay, Jessica drove home upset. She told me that when her grandparents were prepping for church, as they always do every Saturday, Jessica mentioned that she was now an atheist and did not want to attend church anymore and would wait for them to get home before resuming activities together. But her grandmother blew up upon hearing the news and started saying hurtful comments, like how Jessica would be punished by him and how she was being manipulated by evil spirits, to say the least. The two apparently quarreled for a good half an hour or so before Jessica decided to leave. According to my daughter, she tried to have a thoughtful conversation but said her grandmother was too stubborn and unwilling to listen despite grandfather's attempt to calm the situation. She still forced Jessica to go to church and that was when Jessica decided to leave. After tending to Jessica's needs, I called my mother up and she told me I was a terrible parent for raising a soulless child. I argued back saying that Jessica is an adult and was entitled to her own beliefs and lack thereof, as were we. I questioned my mother if she loved her grandchild any less now that she did not believe in the same higher power. My mother deflected and kept repeating that Jessica was a sinner and she would go to hell if I didn't fix her behavior. Getting nowhere and in the spur of the moment, I impulsively ended the call by saying, you know what? I'd rather burn for all eternity if parents like you were in heaven. Now, I'm very torn because I let my emotions get the better of me and may have ruined my relationship with my mother over my reckless, curt response. However, I also wasn't willing to let her talk about my daughter this way either. Am I the asshole? So, that was a pretty long question, but it does give a lot of context to the situation. And I want to say throw away, you're not the asshole. You defended your daughter and basically tried to find the best path for everybody in this situation. Because it seems like you did. 
because you still believe in God and you want to attend church, but your daughter doesn't, so you let your daughter be who she is and who she wants to be. And that it means not going to church and you know, not attending any services unless she has to. So I feel like you guys found basically a great middle path or like the middle of the road type thing where you both leave each other be. The grandmother, however, doesn't seem to get that message and really, you know, pushes back on the disbelief, so to speak. And this is an issue I've always had with believers and that is that God is the end-all be-all to the situation and even people like murderers and rapists and whatever could go to heaven even if they did something bad as long as they believe in God and they ask for forgiveness they can still go to heaven. Meanwhile, a person that is the best person in the world, helps their neighbors, is kind to their family and loved ones and whatever, but doesn't believe will automatically be sent to hell, according to some believers. And that is one of those things that I really find hard. And that's this in this situation very similar where the daughter hasn't really done anything wrong and she's still trying to be a good person, I assume. And and that's also like one of those things where in some cases people see religion as the, like I said, the end-all be-all where if you don't believe in God, you're all of a sudden like a reckless human being and you do everything that isn't quote-unquote allowed. Well, that is actually not really the case because you're just not attending church for the most part and for the rest I assume you're gonna just stay and do the same things as you normally would do so user throwaway you're not the asshole you may have reacted a little bit harsh to your mother but you did it to protect your child who had an absolutely horrible time explaining why she stopped believing in God so I would say that yeah you're not the asshole maybe it's a good way to apologize to your mother for at least ending the call abruptly and saying that hey maybe we can talk this through one more time and see where the conversation goes from there but you're clearly not the asshole for defending your daughter in any way shape or form because it's your daughter and if you feel she needs protection from a certain situation you'd want to be you'd want to be there to protect her and that's precisely what you did. So I want to say that, yeah, good for you for defending your daughter. And please call your mother to just apologize for hanging up on her, but then also ask to have a conversation. So maybe you can talk through this and maybe talk this out among each other. So thank you, throwaway underscore 872021. And Maria, so for defending my daughter's religious beliefs, no, you're not. You may be a little bit harsh with the phone call and, you know, abrupting, uh, ending it so abruptly, but you're not the asshole for defending your daughter's religious beliefs or lack thereof. Thank you for your question. And this has been it 
for the Didn't Ask podcast for this week. I hope you had a good time. If you do, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I will be back next week. In the meantime, you can go back to the old episodes of this podcast. You can find them at anchor.fm forward slash didn't dash ask dash pod. Here, you can also ask your questions for this podcast. There is a nice little button right there where you can record your voice saying your question. If you don't want your voice to be heard on this podcast, please say that up front in the message so I can read your question out myself and then your question can still be answered like normally. This podcast is also found on basically any podcast service you have your eye on. So please subscribe on those as well so we can get those listeners up. You know what I mean? We want to be the biggest podcast in the world and with you, we can get there. In the meantime... As well, you can also find what I'm watching on tracked.tv and that link will be in the show description. And finally, you can find this podcast on YouTube. Just search for Didn't Ask Podcast in the search bar and it should pop up pretty quickly. It has the same logo as the podcast. It's orange. It has the little Reddit guy on there. And I think you should be able to find it relatively quickly. Well... That is it for me for this week. I hope to see you back next week and enjoy the rest of your week for now. Goodbye.